Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hey, Clone Wars fans, welcome back to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Yes, the original podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt the Crankster Crinky. And joining me as always, your creator, happy Victoria Day, Mike. It's Michael Cohen. Hey. What's up? Happy Victoria Day. Yeah, for uh, for the, the Canadians, the right? Canadians, uh, and I mean, I, I don't know that it's the same day in the UK, but I know that they do celebrate queen victoria uh it's actually also uh just a little bit of uh, uh front lines trivia some f-level canon for you that oh, yeah. uh, victoria day which is uh traditionally the uh the, it's, it's about the same weekend as memorial day but i think this year we're we're mixed up right you guys have memorial day next weekend yeah it's a week actually exactly a week away that's why i noticed it on the calendar i looked up Today and I saw Victoria Day. I go, what is that? And then I saw the CA by it. And I go, oh, it's Canada Day. Yeah. It's some kind of a Memorial Day for Canada, but it's not really though, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a- it's usually it's it's to commemorate Queen Victoria, uh, whose birthday is actually May twenty fourth. Which uh, for for the keen Frontlines listeners, they will know that that's also my birthday. So uh, oh wow, all right. So all it's right. kind of like it's a holiday specifically for my birthday. Uh, and you guys can all celebrate that too, wherever you are, all over the planet. So <laughs> now you know what day we recorded this on. We recorded this on the twenty first. The twenty first. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, so it's a holiday for me. Uh, April, uh, sorry, May twenty first, which means that we are. Let's take a look at it. Oh, he's yeah. got the countdown clock. Bring folks. up Here the you countdown go. clock. Yeah, uh, we are ninety four days, two hours, forty eight minutes, and four, three seconds to go. I felt Star Wars celebrate. Down to them a second. In Orange County Convention, at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida, August 23rd to 26th, 2012. If you haven't bought tickets to it yet, you should, because uh, I'm going to be there. Uh, Matt, are you going to be there? I'm still working on it. Still working on it. Okay, Matt might be there. Oh, man. Go ahead. I know Chris is going to be there. Our special guest on this episode. Yes. Is definitely going to be there. Say hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Turning from hey, Sarlacc hey. pit, you, you've uh, you've used the thermal detonator and blown your way back out of the Sarlacc pit <laughs> to join us uh, on front lines yet again. 
<laughs> yeah, who, who's who's this again? Chris, what was your last name again? <laughs> oh no! Hey, this is like worlds colliding, Mike. I got the Sarlacc pit, there, yeah. and we got front lines, and it's like two worlds colliding. Is this something's going on here? Yeah, we have had Chris on the, on the <laughs> podcast before, but uh, that was to fill in for you. That was fill in for me, yeah. So this is the first time that all three of us have been on one podcast, uh, and uh, and you know this is the second time you've been on front lines. Chris, but I haven't been on Sarlacc Pit yet. No. Oh, that's yeah, not good. That out yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, we got to do it before uh, before August 23rd to 26th, somewhere in that range, because I'm sure that you're going to end up uh, making an appearance on our 100th episode because you'll be at Star Wars Celebration. So, uh, and you know, Mike, uh, you were just we were just talking about anniversaries and, uh, you know, happy Victoria Days and all that. And, and we got an anniversary in the Star Wars universe. We have... The 32nd anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. And what else am I missing? Attack of the Clones as well? Uh, yeah, it's the, it was the 10-year anniversary of Attack of the Clones on, yeah. uh, on May 17th, I believe. Uh, actually, our friends over at Star Wars Report, uh, they did a whole bunch of coverage for that. They, they had uh, two or three articles that I saw just, uh, just in the little bit that I was online during the day. I yeah. go up about you know sort of a, a, a retrospective and uh, and uh, why we love Django Fett or Boba Fett or something like that. I, I don't know. I I don't have the exact details, which is great because you know what you guys should just go over to the Star Wars Report website and uh, check that out because yeah uh, that's a wicked website. They have lots of great articles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's great, good stuff, man. Thirty yeah. second today, thirty second anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. My favorite movie. I know it's Chris's favorite movie. <laughs> Heck yeah, <laughs> Mike. I'm not sure about you. You're, you're. I think you're Return of the Jedi, right? Uh, you know what? It's, it's a. Uh, it's always in flux with me. Yeah, uh, no, that's true. Empire, I will always say, is the best of the Star Wars movies. I, uh, but, I don't know. It seems to change every few months for me. Uh, sometimes it's Star Wars. Sometimes it's Empire. Sometimes it's Jedi. Sometimes it's even Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. It's never the Phantom Menace. But uh, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> not the, no, I, that's a lot. But yeah. it's never my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's a lot, a lot of Star Wars fans are like yeah. that. You know, it's like, what is the 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 flavor of the day? You know, it could change all the time. So. But you know what? We're going to talk a lot about that and some other things. But Mike, you wanted to mention uh, Vancouver Fan Expo real quick, though, right? Yeah. So just uh, just at towards the end of April, actually, uh, we had a little convention up here in uh, Vancouver, BC, in Canada, and uh, it was it's called Fan Expo. Uh, they've been doing it on the East Coast for a long time, uh, and they finally did a West Coast one uh, here in Vancouver, and. There was lots of Star Wars content there. Uh, Jeremy Bullock was there signing some autographs and uh, meeting the people and taking pictures and that sort of thing. Uh, I didn't waste Mr. Bullock's time, as uh, I'll, I'll get uh, more than ample opportunity to, uh, to say hi at Star Wars Celebration. So I thought I'll let everybody else get in there and chat to Mr. Bullock while he's here. Because, uh, of course, he'll be at Star Wars Celebration, which he will, along with every other Boba Fett ever. Uh, which just got announced a little while ago, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, they had uh, the the Badlands Garrison, which is the uh, the Western Canada uh, garrison for the five hundred first in in attendance. They had actually a lot of costumers there from the five hundred first uh, showing off 
their wares and that sort of thing, which is cool because uh, I, Vancouver itself doesn't have doesn't formally have a 501st. Uh, I know that we have a lot of 501st members on uh, on Vancouver Island. It's just off the coast of Vancouver, but um, Vancouver City it doesn't and, and sort of British Columbia doesn't have its own garrison. So it's nice to see. Uh, the folks from Badlands Garrison, all technically everybody in BC is a member of Badlands Garrison as well, uh, showing up to uh, to sort of uh, show off how awesome and epic uh, Star Wars costumers can be. Although, you know what? I was a little bit disappointed. And I think once you've been to Star Wars Celebration, you just get a little bit spoiled. Because oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't see any Republic Commandos. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see... <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't recall seeing a General Grievous. You know, it's... The thing with Star Wars Celebration is that you walk around and you will see absolutely everything that you want yeah. to see, like that you that you walked in going like, oh, I hope I see a really good one of these and a really good one of these. And then you see all sorts of stuff that you never even imagined that anybody could pull off, you know. Yeah. I, so so I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask uh, about impressions of, of uh, the 501st at, uh, at Fan Expo because... Uh, at Star Wars Celebration, we see the best of the best, right? So, oh, yeah. it's like once you've seen that, it's kind of like everything else is like, oh yeah, that's cool. It's another Sand Trooper, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, not yeah. not to put down TK. people yeah. at it or anything, but it's like, oh yeah, it's another set of Stormtrooper armor. That's nice. Mm. Uh, does yours glow from the inside? Have sound effects and have panels that open up and do amazing things because i've seen yeah. those ones right yeah. so yeah you know or exactly. uh, you know they had there was one r2 unit at at fan expo sort of uh rolling around on the show floor and people were so excited by it my wife got silly and giggly about it and every time every time she'd react that way to something star wars i was like oh you just wait <laughs> You just wait, <laughs> because like this, it, you'll be in a room full. Yeah, man, yeah, it's oh man, it's it, it. All it did was get me super amped uh, for Star Wars Celebration. But the uh, the convention itself was was pretty good for a first year. Uh, they've already announced that they're coming back next year, so uh, hopefully it'll be bigger and better. The one thing about Fan Expo that that I'm not particularly a fan of is that I they didn't really have any fan programming. You know, I, mm. I all all the other conventions that I go to, there's there's obviously uh, an official component to it, right? Uh, and like Star Wars Celebration, Lucasfilm throws that with Penny Arcade. The the guys from Penny Arcade are there, uh, and uh, there's always sort of that element to it. But then more important than that, I we were talking just before the we started recording the episode about about last Star Wars celebration and I mentioned the uh the the fan panel uh why we love the prequels and right. uh and I mean that was a fan panel <laughs> featuring a whole bunch of uh huge uh, uh celebrities in the Star Wars community but right. uh that was like the best part of the entire convention for a lot of us, those of us who were in that panel. It was it was definitely a highlight. So uh, I hope that Fan Expo listens to the fans. Uh, they should because the, the word is in their title. Uh, it's in the name of their convention. And uh, and that they, they, uh, they have a little bit more of that fan-generated content. Because, um, I mean, I would love to do a podcast panel 
at something like that, talk about all of the, like get some other fan podcasts that are based in Vancouver and talk about podcasting and that sort of thing. So, I mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see we'll see what the next one's like. Uh, I definitely recommend it if you're in the Pacific Northwest or Western Canada because uh, there was lots of really cool people there. Adam West, uh, 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 Lou Ferrigno was there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah uh, uh, as I said, Jeremy Bullock, uh, the, a, a bunch of different celebrities and stuff. Lots of wicked comic book artists. Uh, a lot of them that are actually based out of uh, British Columbia and the Lower Mainland. So, I. Uh, very cool, very very cool convention, and I I I highly suggest that people check it out if they're in the area uh, around this time next year. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good, sounds good. You know, we got to stay on this theme, Mike. We yeah. got to stay on the con theme because, of course, the biggest con in the world for Star Wars fans is coming up in August. Star Wars Celebration Six. Yeah. I know Chris is going to be there. You're going to be there. Um, let me just ask you this, Chris. Let's get you in on this conversation too. What, what what are you looking forward to most at C six, Chris? Uh, well, getting to meet more and more of, of of everybody else that we got to meet at Fan Days. We got to meet yeah. fellow yeah. Star Wars fans like meet meeting Michael. We haven't met I haven't met Michael yet. Yeah, uh, getting to hopefully you know get to meet you, hang out again with you and and Bethany yeah. and Riley and all them and so many other people that are you know looking forward to us meeting and. I'm also kind of got a. I've got a plan in for a panel of our own, and hopefully it'll come through. And you know, hey, you never know. We might end up with our own panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars community at Celebration, which would be totally awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the idea yeah. that I got for it, which I'm not going to mention. So, kind of yeah. similar to what Michael was talking about there earlier uh, with uh, yeah. the expo. So. Cool. Yeah, there's lots of, uh, you know, I've been on the Star Wars Celebration page, Mike, and um, are you guys, let me ask you guys this, are you at all, like, a little, not concerned, but I was just looking at, like, the guest list, and I'm like, wow, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people signed up yet. Is that, I mean, are we going to see a lot more at the last minute, or, I mean, we got some big guys, you know, Ian McDermott, they just announced him, which is really cool. I mean, he's going to be signing and I, I, the first time he's ever attended, but and then Carrie Fisher, Dave Filoni, Joel Aaron. Um, but after that, it's kind of, kind of slim. I mean, are, are, is there going to be more, or is this it? I think you know it is. I think they're, in a way, I think it'll spread it out. Yeah, um, I, I think what they want to do is they want to, like they they know they already know who else is going to be there. Uh, if Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher, like. It's not like they signed Carrie Fisher to appear there and then they announced it to us. They knew well yeah. in advance that, that she was going to be there or at least that like it was a it was a 90% sure thing. And then they go, okay, now we're ready to announce that fact. And then they go, okay, now we're ready to announce Ian McDiarmid. Because uh, these, these are really busy people, right? Like they are, are scheduling stuff months and months in advance. So I'm sure that it's like, I'm sure they've talked to Mark Hamill and that Mark Hamill is like, I would love to be there. Let me just mm-hmm. see how my schedule is looking and I'll let you know. But as long as there's not something that directly conflicts, I'll be there sort of thing. So I'm sure that they have a list of, of a good like 30 or 40 celebrities that we don't know about yet that, uh, that are definitely going to be there uh, that they're just not ready to announce yet because they're going to, they're going to, 
throw them out there, you know, once the ink is dry or, or, uh, when they think it's appropriate. So, um, it's like the, 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 uh, season five trailer from star Wars weekends, which I won't get ahead of myself, but it's, it's sort of leaked onto the internet at this point. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have, I have, yeah. uh, but I, I suspect that sometime around when they release that trailer officially is when they'll announce that uh, that Catherine Tabor, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lancer, D. Bradley Baker, uh, Tom Kane, you know, like the like that's the list goes. Yeah. Already know James is going to be there. So I mean, like, but the full list, the full roster of Clone Wars talent uh, will be announced when they feel like they're ready to say, like, hey. Star Wars Clone Wars Season 5. Are you guys excited for that? Well, if you're not, here's a reason to be excited, you know? Uh, like, yeah. here's the here's the trailer, and here's the announcement of who's going to be at Star Wars Celebration. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can guarantee that those people are going to be there, even if they haven't been announced yet. And I think they also want to get past Star Wars Weekend, because mm. they don't want to create a situation where they go... Where, where people are going like, well, they're both in Orlando. I don't want to make two trips to Orlando, so I need to choose one or the other, right? And mm-hmm. if you are a Clone Wars fan, I think at the moment, if you if you sort of don't have that sort of that not that we have an inside line, but just sort of that that the uh, the past experience, let's say, if if you're not somebody who listens to the podcast, but you're just a fan of the show. Um, and you don't know what Star Wars Celebration 5 was like and who was there or the previous Star Wars celebrations or fan days or whatever. And you heard Ashley Eckstein, James Arnold Taylor, and Catherine Tabor are all going to be at Star Wars Weekends. You might be like, oh, well, I'm a Clone Wars fan. I don't really care that much about Ian McDiarmid or Carrie Fisher, but I'd really love to get out and and meet James Arnold Taylor or I've already met those other people and got their autographs I want these people's autographs right so I I Ray Park I think is also at Star Wars weekends right now so I yeah. you know like I think they want people to go and like go oh though that's that's the first choice because they know that enough people are coming to Star Wars celebration I they want to get they they want to disperse that uh, it's it's a it's intelligent marketing right you you're not going to tell people like oh come out to our show in august when you're when you still haven't finished all of your shows in may <laughs> right like mm-hmm. you're gonna get through may and then when you're done may you're gonna be like oh by the way we'll be back in august come check us out then as well right so yeah. i th- i think on the heels of people leaving star wars weekends we'll start to get some announcements of who's going to be at star wars celebration so i know that uh, we're kind of combining these two things. They're kind of getting smushed into one topic. Uh, but I know that Ray Park is currently at Star Wars Weekends. He was there for for the opening weekend. Uh, so now that, that that's done, I don't know if he's sticking around for subsequent weekends, but if he isn't, I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow or the next day we get an announcement of Ray Park's going to be at Star Wars Celebration. Because you know he is. Right? Yeah. Like... Like, uh, no offense to Ray Park, he's a very, very talented guy, but what else is he doing? Right, <laughs> right. right. And that's like his, that's his bread and butter. Yeah, and, it's a, yeah. a lot of these guys, like Jeremy Bullock and, uh, and, and, uh, the, the Clone Wars cast and, uh, 
and uh, uh, I don't know, random X-Wing pilot number five. A lot of them, yeah. like, they make these obligations because... Uh, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, Peter yeah. Mayhew, because it's part of that's part of their career now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, it, it's not independent of the other things that are... It, it, yeah, it's not independent of the other things that they do. It's, it's all part and parcel, right? Because the fan yeah. response sort of dictates their... Uh, their personal worth uh, to producers and and that sort of people that uh, that are going to put them in the various things that they're in. So I uh, I mean they they know that it's an important thing to get out and see the fans and and to be part of the community. They know that Star Wars Celebration is it's it's Star Wars mecca, right? I mean I hope that's not sacrilegious to to anybody, <laughs> but yeah. but it is. I mean we all in, in yeah. August will all if you're not headed there yourself on your own Star Wars pilgrimage, you're you're definitely pointing in that direction, whether it's through your uh your computer monitor or uh or Facebook or Tumblr or whatever, right? Like you you'll be glued to that information and, and listening to everything that comes out of Star Wars celebration. Particularly with the announcements that were made at the last one. So Oh yeah, definitely. That's yeah. That, that was big. Yeah, I, I I was hope so. I mean I just saw the list and I was like, man, I thought there'd be more sign on yet but you're right this we got some time and yeah and and how about the host though too i mean of course james ronald taylor but how about this chris hardwick of the nerdist podcast that was kind of um i don't know for me it was kind of out of the blue i didn't have any idea he had that kind of a uh clout you know clout in the star wars universe or whatever you know somebody uh, somebody seems to like this guy so. i think that that chris hardwick's the guy who's uh his star is rising pretty fast right now uh, yeah. With uh, uh, Talking Dead, which is the uh, the oh right of, yeah the sort of recap uh, Walking Dead show that that comes on right after the Walking Dead on AMC. Which if if you are of the appropriate age to watch the Walking Dead, uh, and I'm not going to make that judgment call for anybody, but I'm just going to say uh, parental discretion is advised. Uh, I highly oh, yeah. recommend that show and uh, the Talking Dead that comes on after it. He's He's a pretty good host on that, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how he's gonna do. And this is the thing: is that we've got James Arnold Taylor, Dave Collins, and Pablo Hidalgo as uh, the different stage hosts. So we right. know that anything that takes place on the the celebration main stage that's a fairly big deal. James Arnold Taylor will do much like, uh, I, I, oh, what's his, I, Jay Lagaya did at the last one. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, I, uh, Dave Collins will be hosting, I think the, the digital stage. I, let me see. Uh, sounds about right. Oh, it doesn't, they've changed the layout of their site and everything. Um, anyways, I, I'm pretty sure that that, that there's that. And then Pablo Hidalgo is going to be, uh, hosting one of the fan stages or the community stage or something like that. Um, so they haven't even announced what Chris Hardwick is hosting, right? I would imagine I an, that he's, I have an idea. Yeah. I, I think that we can all sort of guess that, that there's a, um, there's a big celebrity that they haven't announced yet that yeah. he will be hosting the panel for. So uh, he's going to be the John Stewart of, la of the last. I, I think so. I th I think yeah. that's what we're what we're gearing up for is is uh, yeah. is something akin to that. So whether it's 
whether it's the maker himself or whether it's Luke Skywalker himself, or I mean, we can all hopelessly, foolishly, ridiculously dream that Harrison Ford will for some (laughs) reason take pity on a lot of us and decide to throw us the scrap that is... Throw us a bone. Yeah, it is his appearance at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, If that happens... I can guarantee you I will be camping out overnight yet again this year for a panel. And then I can die happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It'll be the it'll be the big let's let's have the, the group, you know, have Carrie, Mark, yeah. Harrison and an, Peter Mayhew. In an yeah. epic five hour panel <laughs> where they will serve yeah. they will serve lunch in, in the middle of the panel. <laughs> so that we can all just sort of sit there and enjoy it and uh, they can all talk and oh Oh, golly. It's going to be a two-part panel. It'll be starting off with the prequel trilogy. You'll have yeah. Ian McDermott. Oh. You'll have um, Liam Neeson. And you'll have Hayden Christensen there. Um, and maybe McGregor. Natalie Portman. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> and Hugh McGregor. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, who knows who they're going to announce. And we can speculate all we want. But we're probably just yeah. going to get our hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah, we're talking pretty big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's – let me ask you this. If there was one, Mike – is is Harrison Ford the one you want that that has never kind of done something like this? Would he be the one that you would want there the most? Yes, for yeah, I because that would complete my my uh, original trilogy bingo card, right? Yeah, because yeah. I've seen George Lucas, I've seen Carrie Fisher, I've seen Mark Hamill, uh, I've seen Peter Mayhew. Uh, the 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 one person that's left is uh, is Harrison Ford. I mean, you can maybe count Billy D. Williams in there as well. Maybe, yeah. uh, but I mean, Billy D. I'm sure that there's other opportunities for me to uh, to see him on stage at some point. With Harrison Ford, it's uh, that's the that's the get right. Like that's the uh, that's the white whale. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Right. I would absolutely say Harrison Ford as well. I mean, I like a, I've met Carrie Fisher a couple of times. I've met Peter Mayhew and several of the others, and Anthony Daniels many times, and have not met George Lucas or Mark Hamill. Although I did get to see the panel with George Lucas last year on video in, in one of the rooms because I didn't get in the main room. But yeah, most definitely Harrison Ford because uh, you know he just doesn't do these things. Yeah. Unlike yeah. some of the prequels, like say Hayden Christensen does do does not do very many, and neither does Natalie Portman or um, even Ewan McGregor or any of those. But still, it's it's got to be Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be that'd be really cool. Like the last celebration, it was Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and is like I think you guys let me know if I'm wrong. Were you guys expecting like oh man, Harrison's coming out next? You know, I mean, was it like that <laughs> no. for for a second? Not at all. Oh no! In the in the room, I'll I'll say at least in the row that I was in, I we were sitting there and I, 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 Steve Clawson, I JC, the other Steve, uh, and the other Mike, and I, the group of us were sitting there. There was a couple other people with us, I think. Uh, We were sitting there, and. George Lucas is there, right? And, you know, we, we've been up all night, 24 hours, so we're a little bit delirious anyways. Uh, <laughs> we're a little bit prone to delusions of grandeur, let's say. And uh, George Lucas is in front of us talking, and we're, we're excited as heck about that. And then Mark Hamill comes out to say hi, 
And then Carrie Fisher comes out to say hi. Yeah. And you're sort of like, oh my God, is Harrison Ford yeah. going to come out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it going to happen? You're going, like, <laughs> you're going like, no, 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 it's impossible. That it's it that can't happen. This can't happen. But I think, at, at, like, because like so many things at Star Wars Celebration, you instantly become an eight-year-old kid again. And, uh, and you're sitting there going like, but what if he does? But yeah. seriously, you guys, what if he comes out right now? Like, what if Harrison Ford <laughs> is in this building? You know? So, uh, like yeah. I said, we can always foolishly hope. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, well, Mike, you mentioned uh, Star Wars weekends uh, in between all this, and that's uh, going on right now, and it ends around June 10th, 2012. Uh, anything else? Is Star Wars weekends that... Uh, that you that caught your eye that you wanted to mention uh, as well. You know, it, it's it's uh it's sort of kicked into full swing and there's lots of stuff uh, to check out. Um and and that was sort of that was the only real reason to bring it up just because I don't think we're gonna get to to do another episode uh, before that's over. So yeah. I definitely like my my suggestion is if you if you can't be there, the next best thing is to uh, jump on Facebook and jump on Twitter and to follow James Arnold Taylor, follow Ashley Eckstein. Uh, follow Catherine Tabor uh, and some of the other uh, Star Wars celebrities that are going to be there. But those three for sure. Uh, and then, you know what, my my secret tip uh, is going to be, and, and we kind of talked about this uh, in April uh, when she was on the show, but follow Concetta Parker. Because yeah. she is the one who, uh, James is too busy worrying about, you know, does my hair look good? Is my robe on straight? Uh, you know, <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Which voice impression do I do first to launch my, you know, five minute, hundred voices that I do? So he's too busy worrying about all that sort of stuff. Uh, but Concetta is there sort of sneaking pictures every once in a while and posting them on Facebook and on Twitter. So if you really want to see uh, some behind the scenes awesome stuff going on, uh, that is that's that's the place to uh, to to see all that stuff. Um, right. that's my big suggestion uh, yeah. and then sort of on that note uh, another thing that, that Kinsetta, uh is, is uh, she's the publicist for is Hughes the Force which I know I think both of you guys have seen Hughes the Force right? Yes, <laughs> Fan Days yes. I saw it at Fan Days uh, I haven't yeah. seen it yet but I'm finally going to get my chance at the end of this week because on the 25th it's going to be uh, available streaming so uh, yeah, I'm gonna be able to to watch that on Smodcast Internet Television, <laughs> which I, yes. is so great because I love Smodcast. I love Kevin Smith. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Uh, Kevin Smith, I believe, is in Hughes the Force, right? Yes, yes. That's yes. a little small cameo. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then uh, and then James Arnold Taylor is also in it, and uh, uh, so it's so wicked that you're that that you're gonna be able to just sit down and watch that. So. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it's sort of, it's. Uh, I'm going to consider it the uh, my birthday present from uh, <laughs> from from the Star Wars community out there because that's the day for my birthday. So nice. Uh, so I am very excited about that. Uh, yeah. And I think that everybody out there on May 25th should be going to uh, YouTube.com/csmod to 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 watch that. That's S E E S M O D. Uh, youtube.com slash csmod to check that out because you should support Hugh the Force, you should support James Arnold Taylor, you should support anything that Catherine Tabor 
or sorry, Catherine Tabor, uh, Concetta Parker, uh, is is uh, publicizing because she only publicizes the coolest stuff in the world. Uh, yes. or I, I mean, I said Catherine Tabor, but I'm pretty sure she's in it as well, right? Yeah, she uh, she yeah. she's Padme on screen right. in that. So, I. Uh, you guys should all just get out and check that out and and watch that. Yeah, definitely. You know, before we leave uh, the Star Wars Celebration Weekend, um, we do have, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, another Star Wars Celebration 6 tip from Steve Glosson. Is that right? Do. How could I? I almost forgotten. How? Almost forgot that. Yeah, we got to get that. Because uh, these tips are so invaluable to you, the listener, who will be at Star Wars Celebration. So, uh Let's take a second, kick back, and listen to what Steve has to say to us uh, this month. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to my tips for you, the Celebration 6 goer. If you're going to Celebration 6, if you're not going to Celebration 6, write these tips down anyway because they're not just tips for conventions. They're tips for life. Well, not life, but conventions. You know what? You may go to a convention one day, so write them down. You, you never know. Or maybe you're just anti-convention, and you can use these things as ammunition for, you know, reasons not to go to conventions. Look at all you have to do. Look at all the preparation involved. But it's worth it. You know, why are you so against conventions? What is what is your deal? I mean, is it the crowds? Do you not enjoy crowds? Do you not like people? Are you an unfriendly individual? Maybe. Maybe it's just that you... You don't like Star Wars. Why are you listening to this podcast? If you don't like Star Wars, you're probably not going to see six, but it, it confuses me why you're listening to a, a Star Wars podcast. So you are a, a just, you're a, you're a myriad of lexicon, as a good friend of mine says. You hear the Ewoks in the background, don't you? You hear those Ewoks? They're singing as they're getting ready to cook you because you don't enjoy the Star Wars. I don't know why you wouldn't enjoy the Star Wars, though, um, because the Star Wars are amazing. They're, they're great. It's great. What was I talking about? Oh, yes, you hate conventions. But for those of you who love conventions, um, here are <laughs> here, here is my next tip for you. you. You may or may not be able to tell by the sound of my voice that I am from an area of the country of America, the United States of, that we call the South. Um... And in the South, what happens in the summer, and by summer I mean from February till about uh, December, uh, it gets hot. And by hot, I mean the devil himself says, you know what, I'm not going to hang around here. Uh, It's a little too hot for me. Um, Humid, hot, and where we're headed down to Orlando for Star Wars Celebration 6 is magnificently hot and humid. So what you want to make sure you do, A, use deodorant every day shower and use deodorant there's no sense in walking around like a sweat hog with greasy hair and body odor you know the old the old con funk as it were there's no sense in walking around with that we have the technology to keep that at bay so please do that please 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 do that you'll make the people with whom you stand in line quite happy uh, because they will say this is a fresh smelling lady or gentleman this is someone who who understands the importance of personal hygiene. Now, beyond that, though, one thing you definitely want to do is make sure that you've got some water or some Gatorade with you uh, at all times, especially if you're walking back and forth to the convention center, um, if you're walking around outside a lot. 
just because you want to stay hydrated, but also to quench the old thirst. Um, and, and let's face it, you go to these convention centers, they'll have water for sale. You can buy a cold bottle of water for like 20 bucks in the morning and then by the noon when it's like, you know, 150 degrees outside with a humidity that makes it feel like 220. Um, you, you know, they'll have it up to about 50 bucks for, uh, 50 bucks. That's what I said for a bottle of water, and so you want to make sure that you uh, that you're kind of stocked up. Now, don't I mean you know don't come in walk, looking like a camel with, you know, three gallons of water in your backpack. Just you know kind of have a couple of bottles on hand in case you get thirsty or too hot, that sort of thing. And also, if you're like me and you sweat a lot, have a towel on hand that you can just kind of wipe the old brow, keep the perspiration out of the face, you know. Um, and, and, and just kind of stay dry, you know, and, and stay comfortable. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's so hot. And so make sure you dress appropriately for the heat. And uh, for those of you who are in the 501st who are going to be costuming, if you can work on one of those little fans or camel pack into your costume, you might want to definitely do that because it does get hot down there. Um, I saw a stormtrooper frying an egg on his helmet last year just to show how hot it was. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Everything I just said was made up. But it will be hot. It's August. It's in the south. Um, it's in Florida. And also because of that, a lot of times in the south, we have rainstorms move in uh, in the afternoons, and it'll rain and, and thunder and lightning for about 30 minutes, and then it'll pass. It's called a summer shower. It happens. So be prepared for that. Maybe have a tiny little umbrella with you in case you get caught in the rain, that sort of thing. But um, these will help your enjoyment of the con, and these will help those around you enjoy the con more, especially if you're smelling sweet and nice. Now, I want to get back to these people that don't enjoy conventions. Um, look, I totally understand. I, I understand that, you know, different strokes for different folks, all that, but, uh, but you know, come on. Give it a try. Nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. All right? Nothing ventured, nothing at all gained. That's, that's how it works. So, you know, maybe start with a smaller one and work your way up to a bigger one sometimes. Um, hey, if you like my ramblings, if you think I'm funny, if you don't think I'm funny, you know what, even if you don't think I'm funny, you want to just prove how unfunny and how uninteresting I am, check me out at geekoutpodcast.com. That's Geek Out Online, your safe place to geek out, even if you hate cons. We'll be back next time with yet another tip for you, the convention goer. My name's Steve Glosson. What's yours? How you doing? Good to meet you. I'm single. Ladies. Okay, so there you go. That is uh, that's the uh, the Star Wars celebration tip uh, for episode ninety six. That's uh, they're 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 kind of going in order of importance, and uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to stay tuned to Frontlines in order to hear the rest of Steve's tips, uh, so that you can make the most of your Star Wars celebration appearance or uh, your Star Wars celebration trip. Uh, trip, yes. And, uh, uh, stay also stay tuned to the podcast so that you can listen to find out whether or not I, the suspense is killing me, so it must be killing you guys. Probably not in at, to the same degree, but whether or not uh, Star Wars, uh, sorry, Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast is going to get its own panel at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we all have our fingers crossed, but uh, yeah. no news yet. But no news yet. necessarily bad news. So right. They no news is good news right now. Good point. Yeah. yeah. They are kajiggering, configuring, and bring uh, it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So hopefully, 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 we are an official part of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I, I mean, I've talked to a couple of people at Lucasfilm uh, to to sort of get things squared away. 
and figured out they definitely want us to. Uh, and and I've sort of been given a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of like, you know, because I've been saying if if we don't have an official place to uh, to do the uh, the live hundredth uh, episode broadcast podcast uh, from the show, I we will find a place. We'll find a place. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, part of the show floor, uh, yeah. or wherever is necessary to broadcast. Uh, to to you, the fans, our uh, our hundredth episode. Mm. Oh yeah, Star- definitely. And yes, so uh, so we'll we'll figure it out one way or another. But I'm really hoping that we can get a nice, comfortable table, air conditioned room. <laughs> yeah, in, in order to uh, to to deliver that to you guys. <clears throat> but uh, that's uh, that's sort of. Uh, News for another day. We'll let you guys know. Uh, so stay stay tuned to uh, to the podcast and to the Facebook page and everything, and we'll let you know as soon as we know anything at all about what we're going to do for that. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's take a right turn from uh, Star Wars celebration and uh, uh, convention and Star Wars weekends talk, and let's talk about uh, the, one of those anniversaries. Oh yeah. Earlier, it, it's uh th- this month May, uh, 2012 is the 10 year anniversary of Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, uh, in theaters. So uh, next year we're gonna get uh the the 3D adaptation of Attack of the Clones. Right. So uh, I thought that we could all just kind of talk for a minute about uh, about Attack of the Clones and sort of where it sits in the fandom uh, around this uh, triangular table. It's not around, mm-hmm. don't worry. <laughs> triangular yeah. table. Uh, I imagine it being very Star Wars-y, right? Like it's a triangle table, black room, you know, it's got the lights all around us, those those funny, like, the, those... those uh, cylindrical column light things that are all over the Death Star. And that weird that weird centerpiece that's in the Death Star uh conference room. Right? Yeah. That thing that you're like, is that a hologram projector or is it just, is that what counts for flowers in Star Wars? That's what I was gonna say, the some holocrons or holo- yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so so you wanted to talk about Attack of the Clones and where it sits um you know what's funny about this, Mike, is I, I've noticed lately that um, if you were to, if you were to do a ranking system, and they just did this on um, the Wampas Lair podcast, Chris, you were just on it talking about and ranking, yep. and I noticed that Attack of the Clones was actually on the bottom of the list for quite a few of the listeners and and the fans that I've seen. Uh, Mike, I know it's not on the bottom of your list, uh, but. I don't know. I, I'm not sure why it is. I mean, for me, I don't know. I, I kind of do that thing where I, I go back and forth. It's like, you know, sometimes the Tag of the Clones is on the bottom, and I'll put the Phantom Menace on top, and then I'll switch them. Um, it's a it's one of those tough ones. It's like Return of the Jedi and and Empire, but on the bottom end, you know. And it's not like I said. It's not like it's a bad movie or anything. It's just everybody has their favorites, and sometimes it's on the bottom for me. And and I think it, the reason is is because of and it always gets the the harp on it because of the dialogue and the acting and all that. Um, that's kind of a hard, that's kind of a hard one to get by for me. 
um, more so than sometimes Jar Jar Binks. So, uh, what do you think, Mike? What's what, where's it at on your list? I, you know, like I said uh, sort of earlier in this, uh, that 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 uh, it's kind of always in flux for me. Yeah. I and that the Attack of the Clones is one of those ones that probably bounces around the most. Uh, it's not one of the ones that I go directly to when I want to watch a Star Wars movie. Uh, that's usually uh, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, or Revenge of the Sith. I think that of of all six movies, those three are the most watchable. Like those are the most like like just randomly throw the disc in and uh, and and enjoy. Um, Empire for me, I think because it was my favorite for so long, and because it generally is my favorite on on most given days. I've just seen it so many times that, like, I could I could sit down and I could, if I focused, write out the screenplay for you, with probably like maybe a ten percent margin for error, right? Like of a of a flubbed line or a missed scene or something like that. Um, but Attack of the Clones, out of the prequels at least, I uh, I think it's probably my favorite. Uh, out of the prequels, that's not to say really? that, I, that wow. I don't love Revenge of the Sith. I I do love Revenge of the Sith, and 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 Revenge definitely does a, a, a few things way better than than Attack of the Clones does. But I think at the end of the day, I where other people are focused on the Anakin Padme thing, mm-hmm. for me that's a necessary evil to get to the end of that story to get to Anakin's story. Uh, but I don't look at episode one, two, and three as Anakin's story exclusively. And I think that that's the problem that a lot of fans need to get over. They need to jump that hurdle of like, well, it's supposed to be the story of Anakin and his fall. Okay, sure, fine. And episodes four, five, and six are supposed to be the story of Luke and his training as a Jedi, right? But what's the most important or interesting part for most fans of, of that journey. And a lot of it has to do with Han Solo, right? A a lot of people's favorite character is Han Solo. Well, for me, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi in the, in the prequel trilogy. So Mm -hmm. I focus so much on that aspect of the story that I, I'm hard pressed to find better Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff anywhere else in the trip, in the, in the saga, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that adventure to me is exactly what Obi-Wan is. He's completely in his element. That's what a Jedi is. It's not necessarily about pulling out the lightsaber and, you know, chopping off arms and asking questions later. He gets there. They put him on, like, to Kamino. He, I mean, he finds his way to Kamino in the first place. But he gets there. They throw him off balance with, like, oh, we were expecting you. And he's like, uh, okay, I'll just play along. Goes with it. And then uncovers the whole plot, right? If it weren't for that, the Clone Wars wouldn't have started, right? Like, none of that stuff would have unfolded. And and the uh, the Separatists and, and everything could have continued to uh, build everything up without anyone's knowledge. Like, Obi-Wan's part in that is so huge and so integral. But I think that people completely overlook it because they're so busy raging about the Anakin Padme scenes. So for me, like if you cut out the Anakin Padme stuff uh, or you cut it down at least, or you rewrote the dialogue or whatever your solution to that problem is, uh, if you fix that 
and then you focus on the Obi-Wan Kenobi part of the storyline, that movie is pretty freaking good. You know? Yeah. Um, just his adventure, his his confrontation, that first confrontation with Django, which yeah. had nothing to do with blasters or lightsabers, but is just entirely the willpower of these two incredible yeah. guys like these like a like a hero and a sort of a gray area villain uh just facing each other down just this total man's man type of scene where it's like oh you know i'm looking for this guy oh i have no idea who that guy is oh are you sure about that because i'm pretty sure it's you right like just the yeah. whole like it's it is to me one of the best written scenes in the entire saga because the whole thing is subtext. None of what they're saying is what they mean. Right, exactly. Yeah. Play it out in such a way. The performances from Ewan McGregor and, and uh, Tamura Morrison are just off the charts in that yeah. scene. They are their characters, and they're there, and they're, they're, they're real in that moment because subtext like that doesn't come along every day in a movie. Most of the time we get hit over the head with story points. And uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why people have a hard time following Attack of the Clones. And that's why people don't like it so much because uh, they, they, they say that the, the conspiracy, the, the prequels in general, people say the conspiracy with Darth Sidious is too difficult to follow and it's way too overcomplicated and it doesn't make any sense if you stop and think about it. It's like, actually it's a pretty it, yes it has plot holes just like anything so did the avengers right you know i mean huge mm -hmm. that everybody loves so did the dark knight so will the dark knight rises any movie has huge plot holes any series of movies has huge plot holes i uh, but for the most part within that universe that that's all sound and it like the linchpin and everything is what goes on in attack of the clones so for me that's what puts it higher up, I think, on the uh, on the ranking than for the average fan. Plus, I, I mean, it, anybody who's a regular listener to Frontlines knows and should should be able to predict the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Uh, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, sorry. Well, go ahead. That focuses around him as a central character is going to be good in my book. So. Yeah, well, I like that's probably one of my favorite scenes. You just talked about it was Django versus Obi Wan, and, and not just the fight, but the banter they had is just like you said. It's like they both knew what the other one was, but they weren't letting on. But did did each one know? You know what I mean? It was that it was that weird you know dialogue that that made us think. Yeah, they both knew each other, and something was fishy going on. But they didn't want to let on to it. Yeah, and that was a, that was a great scene, and and I, just some of the scenes that kind of just bugged me, just because it, it just felt weird in the Star Wars universe. One of the biggest ones was when Anakin met uh, Lars, Clegg Lars for the first time. He walks up and he like shakes his hand, and it's like I'm I've never seen that in the Star Wars universe, and I know that's like a super nitpicky thing to, to say. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like it was. It felt odd in the Star Wars universe. I mean, I could see like a bow or or a nod or something like that. But he goes, "Hey, you know," and they shook hands. It's like, I don't know. It kind of took me out. And, and like I said, I know I'm seriously nitpicking there, 
but it just felt like awkward to me uh, seeing that. But then there was other things, like I said, the dialogue and stuff like that. But there was there was quite a few things that 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 shone bright in that. I mean, Yoda seeing him for the first time. I mean, I I've never seen a, a theater come to life. But when that first time I saw Yoda and they, he pulls out that the lightsaber for the first time, I mean, uh, the theater was going crazy for like five minutes. I couldn't even hear what was going on. You know, Chris, uh, what, where does this rank on your list? Attack of the Clones? I, I can't remember. It was it was what, five uh, or six. Yeah, I ranked it at number five. And for me, yeah. it's kind of like to, it's that and Phantom Menace are always going to be at the very bottom. Because to me, you have the original trilogy, you have Revenge of the Sith, and then you have the other two. But, mm-hmm. I mean, with some of the things that you just said, yeah, uh, Yoda, I mean, I was one of those people screaming and cheering and, oh, my God, that's Yoda. And I thought they did it, yeah. played it beautifully. Uh, I, I'm i not as hard on the Padme and Anakin scenes as everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And I said this on uh, the Wampus Lair, which we had just did. Matt, you mentioned that is at this point in, in Anakin's life. He is that awkward, goofy, stupid teenager. That all yeah, that was guys, good point, yeah. We don't know how to act. We don't know how to deal with our emotions. We can't. We don't know how to communicate with a woman. They've never done it. And Padme is older, and she's a little more wise. So to me, that kind of makes where it kind of seems where it's a little awkward is because she's older and he's not. And I never really thought of it the way you just mentioned it, uh, Michael. Is if you look at this movie through the character of Obi-Wan, you do get a different aspect of the movie. And you're right, it is his most pivotal movie as far as his role. Mm-hmm. Because everything else that he plays is really kind of sidekick. And another thing that to me is kind of interesting that just kind of popped in my head when you were talking about that is everybody gets so aggravated with all of the politics and all of this conspiracy stuff that's going on throughout the entire prequels they get kind of confused with it. Well, it's it's there in the original trilogy as well. It's just so far in the background that we don't see it. Mm-hmm. But the Emperor's character is shoved way back because it's, it's, he's a pivotal character in the original tri- in the in the prequels. But when it comes to the original trilogy, it's Vader's a is the pivotal character and not him. Therefore, you don't see the overall aspect. You're seeing a more narrow view of mm-hmm. the. You know, you got Vader and the Rebels, where is in the in the prequels, you got this massive entire galaxy of stuff going on, because that's just where everything's going. And yeah, it can be confusing, yeah. but all in all, to me, you can't really top the last, you know, that ba- that battle with uh, the Jedi. And I mean, I was just like a little kid when you see that or that one arena shot, and you just all of a sudden you see all these lightsabers popping on in the background. <laughs> like, oh my God, here we go. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's almost similar to Return of the Jedi, that huge long battle in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I can't go wrong with those scenes. <laughs> yeah, it, you know that. Go ahead. Mike. It's it's one of those things where everybody wants to focus on all the things that the prequels do wrong, but uh, they they are so quick to forget all of the things that the prequels do right. And that scene where you're talking about at towards the end, I mean, like that whole last half an hour of uh, Attack of the Clones from the beginning of the arena to the end of the Clone War, like the beginning of the Clone Wars, I should say, but like the end of the film, is just solid wall-to-wall Star Wars action. It's the 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 
battle over the Sarlacc pit. It's the the Hoth battle. It's the freaking uh, the Rancor. It's the Death Star trench. It's all of those things wrapped into one. <laughs> the thing that's the funniest about it is that like it's so intense. That they were like, well, we got to peel, like, hold back a little bit. Because they had a whole sequence with Kiati Mundi and the attack on the uh, droid control tower, a control ship. Right. Mm-hmm. That they cut out of the movie uh, that, that was supposed to be in there because it was like, uh, this is too much. <laughs> right? Like, we've got too much Return of the Jedi style going on here. Because, like, Jedi, because uh, people will say, like, oh, there's too much going on at the end of Attack of the Clones. It's like, in Return of the Jedi, you have Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Wicket the Ewok attacking the bunker on Endor. Okay? So that's that's difficult enough to follow by itself because you have those groups split into three groups at one point. Right? <laughs> you also have Luke and Vader on the Death Star fighting in front of the emperor right like the the epic conclusion to that that part of the story and then you've got lando calrissian leading the attack against the death star flying into the thing while admiral akbar and the rest of the rebels hold off the entire imperial fleet outside the death star around endor and we cut between that's like that's three stories on on endor that we're following it's luke and vader in front of the emperor it's it's lando and wedge flying into the death star and then the rest of the rebels and the imperial fleet flying fighting out outside right like that's forced four or five or six or seven stories however you want to count it all going on at the same time and we follow that just fine but why why is it not a big deal? Well, it's not a big deal because nobody looks at it as a big deal. But people want to hate the prequels, right? Yeah, Just exactly. because they're not as good as the original trilogy. Don't get me wrong, they're not, right? I mean, the original trilogy is lightning in a bottle. The fact that he managed to make A New Hope, and then he makes Empire Strikes Back, and then they cap it off with, with Return of the Jedi is like... You know what? George Lucas can make terrible movies like Howard the Duck for the rest of his career. I really don't care. He's made, just counting Star Wars, three of the greatest movies of all time, right? Like, like yeah. hands down, no competition. Avatar doesn't hold a candle to Star Wars, right? Like, right. Uh, Avengers is wicked. It's awesome. But in 10 years, are we going to care? Probably not. In 30 years, are we going to care? No, they'll yeah. come a better movie by then. 30 plus years, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll yeah. reimagine the characters and, and, and you know, there, it'll be different actors. We don't even know who it's going to be at this point. You know, it's actors that aren't even movie stars yet will be Captain America and Iron Man in 30 years from now, right? But Harrison yeah. Ford is Han Solo. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia. That's indelible. Like, that doesn't change. That's not the sort of thing that you can go back and reboot or, or alter or modify. The, the prequel trilogy, they're not that sacred, right? Like, and, and, and people hold that against it. And I don't think that that's fair. They're still solid movies, all three of them. Uh, they, they have their, their downfalls. And, and you know, uh, uh, Phantom Menace probably most of all. And for me, Revenge of the Sith probably following after it as much as I enjoy watching it. 
I, as a movie, I have a lot of issues with it because it's just, it's so busy. It's not a fulfilling conclusion to those stories in and of itself. Uh, it's not a standalone movie. And I think like that for me, that's one of the hardest parts of Revenge of the Sith. So when I look at the prequels, I always go to Attack of the Clones and I go, independent of the Phantom Menace, you don't need to know any of that. They explain enough of the backstory in Attack of the Clones to know what happened in Phantom Menace, right? Like, they, they, it's it's fine. We don't need that. And then yeah. the movie ends, and the movie definitely ends on a cliffhanger, but all of the personal stories are resolved, right? Like, all, all, everything that happens is resolved. The bad guy gets away to fight another day, but, I mean, what serialized story yeah. doesn't have the bad guy getting away to fight another day, right? The problem with Revenge of the Sith is that as as enjoyable as it was, I uh, I think we all like it more now because we've had years to digest it. We've had Labyrinth of Evil and uh uh Dark Lord Rise of Vader and we've had the Clone Wars to go like, "Oh, all those issues that you have with Revenge of the Sith, let us fix yeah. those for you." Let's explain right. why Anakin feels the way that he feels. And, and, and that's not to hold anything against the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is doing an excellent job of filling in those plot holes for us. And as a fan of both the, the movies and the Clone Wars, I couldn't be happier, right? Like, it, it's, it's the perfect one-two combo for me. It means that I'm not just watching Star Wars. I'm watching important Star Wars when I sit down every week to watch the Clone Wars, but it still doesn't change the fact that Revenge of the Sith needs that extra little bit of multimedia tie-in in order to be a complete movie. For the average moviegoer, it's not that great, right? For us Star Wars fans, we love it because we know the yeah. backstory of the guy third from the left in the back with the blue lightsaber, right? right. Like, we, we get that. We understand it. We know who Ayla Secura is just by seeing her on screen. So we have a personal connection to those characters. So when they die, it, it hits us, right? Uh, we know Anakin's personal story and what he's been through from the time that he was a child until the moment that he ignites that lightsaber in front of the younglings. So we get it. But Attack of the Clones doesn't need any of that. just sort of functions on its own. It's autonomous of the other two movies in the prequel trilogy. Uh, so for me, like that just that to me means it's a more solid film like just mm. just from a from a sheer movie making standpoint it's a solid film so yeah i've always loved like the look of it too i mean it, it came out and it starts out at Coruscant, and you get all that neon and it just gave you that it was just that look was was always like so cool to me um and you get to see the underbelly of, of Coruscant like we saw and um like Chris said, I think you made a good point, Chris. I don't know who made that point, but I remember listening to it about, you know what? Anakin has never had really a female in his life except for his mom, which he left when he was, what, eight years old or whatever. Mm -hmm. So so you can kind of say, yeah, maybe he would not know how to act. And he just sees this girl for the first time like, wow, you know, it's this is a, she's, this is a good-looking girl. And then, boom, she's gone. You're in the Jedi Order for 10 years. And then you come back and you're like, you you kind of you can understand that he would be awkward and now I don't think that was the reason why the dialogue came off like it did but hey that's a good argument you know and and it makes a lot of sense 
So, um, but yeah, you know, it's it was. I still have fun with that movie. Like I said, that Yoda, seeing Yoda for the first time, um, seeing a different a different fight. We saw uh, Anakin actually fight for the first time. Um, you know, with a lightsaber and two-handed lightsaber and we got a different feel on a lightsaber fight we were close up a lot of close-up movements which was different um it wasn't bad uh, but i don't know there was some there was like you said mike there's a lot of great stuff in there and, and following obi-wan uh definitely was uh, probably the highlight so uh, anything else you want to add chris before we uh finish up no i think we covered all of it uh yeah yeah well, we, mike we have to finish up too and and we brought chris on um this podcast because he's been making the rounds and we're trying to garner, gain, gain some support and some uh, help mm-hmm. because of this Kickstarter project. And Chris, uh, we had you on to talk about this. So uh, let's talk a little bit about trivia from a galaxy far, far away. This is your Kickstarter project, a labor of love for you for a long, long time. Uh, for those that may have not have heard of this, as, uh, especially on our podcast, Let's, uh, why don't you take them through uh, real quick uh, what you got going. Okay, well, it's, it's a Kickstarter project, and for starters, if anybody doesn't know what Kickstarter uh, is, it's uh, kickstarter.com, and basically you could say if you have written a book or if you're trying to produce an album for, your, say, your band or yourself, or if you're trying to produce an independent film, you can submit, uh, I, I don't know quite how to say it, you could submit a profile and set up rewards and a certain amount of money that you wish to raise uh, to Kickstarter. And if, if they approve it, then they post it up, and then you, people can come and donate money. And, and, and they're not just giving you money, and they're not just necessarily donating the money. They get rewards in return. So you have special rewards. So, But what this is is trivia from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars Original Trilogy Edition. It's a Star Wars trivia book that I have written, and it's a Kickstarter project to raise funds to get this book published and in stores. Uh, I've already started the pre-production uh, process of the publishing, but it is a long and grueling process, and it's kind of expensive, so uh, I wanted to offer up a Kickstarter project primarily because I actually do need more funds to get this finished. Plus, I also wanted to give the Star Wars community a chance to be involved in this. And I have set the goal at $6,000. And that's really not very high when it comes to books. If anybody do a search on Kickstarter, I did my search, plenty of searches and studied and researched before I did this. And I was just blown away at some of the amounts that people were asking for books. So I'm just like, are you kidding me? But anyway... Um, <laughs> but this is a this is book one of a series of three. This is the original trilogy. The second one is going to be the prequel trilogy, and then the Clone Wars animated series. Which all of the people that listen to this show, well, I'm pretty sure would enjoy that one. And um, but th- this book is designed for all ages. It, it is any I don't care how old you are, you should be able to enjoy this book. But it is primarily, I designed it specifically for the third generation of Star Wars fans. So that someone, say, like of Matt's age or my age, we can sit down with our kids or our nieces or nephews who necessarily haven't gotten into the movies just yet. If their only, their only interest has been the Clone Wars, that's their only uh, outlet to Star Wars as of now, then these adults can sit down and play this with their kids 
like a game, and it would intrigue the kids more into searching for the answers in the movies. It'll, to me, it'll it'll give them. The kids will learn to pay more attention to everything that's going on in the movie, so they're not just necessarily watching the movie for all the action. They actually have they'll actually want to pay attention to the characters, pay attention to, to more of the storyline. And they'll get more in-depth into the films than from just normally watching it. Say, like, when me and Matt were kids, I know when I was seven years old and I first saw Star Wars, it was just a whole bunch of great fun and action. It was uh, two or three years down the road before I really started realizing that, oh, there was more to this movie than just a bunch of action. And, yeah. you know, a really in-depth story. And this book will really help engage younger kids into getting into the movies and make them more interested. So uh, also uh, the rewards that we have set up, I have for first off for 15 bucks, you can get your name listed in the back of the book under a special section called super fans. You can also get a signed copy of the book. You can get uh, one of one of two, if not both Sarlacc pit podcast t-shirts. We also have uh, cover art done by Joe Hogan, which he also did the t-shirt cover art. Uh, where you can get an actual art print of the cover art as well. And then also for $250 or more, you get all of that above. Plus, you get your name listed in the credits of the book as an executive producer uh, of the publication team. That's what I'm calling this. Is You're not just giving money to this project. You're becoming a part of our publication team because all in all, plain and simple, that's what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, you are yeah. you're literally becoming part of this publication team because without you... Uh, Without everybody that's uh, funding money or donating money, however you want to put it, this book will not be able to get done. I mean, I do need everybody's help in order to get to the finish line, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to kick it over to y'all if y'all have any questions or anything in particular. Well, here's something. I, I, I did, didn't really mention this beforehand, but something that I want to do for people who are fans of both the Sarlacc Pit podcast uh, and Frontlines uh, and I'll say, if anybody wants to kick in at the $100 stage, give $100 or more, and they want to add a little note to their contribution, uh, I will give one spot on the season premiere episode of Frontline's The Clone Wars podcast. So you can come in and you can sit in on the episode with Matt and I, <clears throat> and for the whole episode, not just like a five-minute, hey, you contributed or whatever. You get the opportunity to come on and be on the whole episode with us and talk the season premiere. Now, that probably sounds like a pretty cool thing already, but think about this. The season premiere is always a double-parter. It, it, like right. all, we almost saw, I'm pretty sure every season for four years, we've gotten two episodes in one day, right? Right. So... Right. It's back to back. So that means not only do you get to talk about one episode, but you also get to talk about the subsequent episode that'll air at the same time, because we will do both at the same time. So you essentially get to come on for, for one of our gigantic extravaganza season premiere episodes. So if somebody who's a listener to this, uh, to Frontlines, as well as uh, a fan of, uh, wants to kick in on this, or uh, if you're a fan of Sarlacc Pit, I... Uh, you can you can come on and you can uh, you can hang out with Matt and I on Frontlines if you want to kick in a hundred dollars or more. So just uh, I believe there's an opportunity for people to leave a note right when they make their contribution. So, uh, it, but I don't know how you'll manage that, Chris, because I only uh, we're only doing one. 
But if somebody wants to do that, the first person to do it gets okay, that spot. So, uh, so to get, make it clear, the first person yeah. after this show airs, obviously, yeah. that kicks in 100 or more yeah. with a note saying that I want to be on the front lines season premiere podcast. Yes. Yeah. All right. That Beautiful. sounds really good. Uh, it sounds uh, easy enough. So, and not only that, and you're getting all the benefits as well. As like yeah. you said, Chris, yeah. you know, you're getting the t-shirts, you're getting the the print, um, the book, or whatever. So, yeah, it's oh yeah. Plus your name and all that. Yeah, you're, yes, you'll get your name in the book. You get for a for a hundred dollars or more, you will automatically get your name in the book. You get a signed copy of the book. You get two Sarlacc Pit Podcast t-shirts, two different styles. Plus, you get a 11 by 14 art print of the cover art. So sweet. I mean that right. And there. join us on the and join us on the podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, Chris, I uh, Mike, real quick. And yeah. here's the thing about um, trivia stuff is like I have the Star Wars, of course, the Star Wars trivia, um, trivial pursuit, and I often find myself. Because I have nobody to play it, right? I mean, I'm going to dominate whoever I play. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Even though I'm not great at like time trivia, as if you've heard the Starlight Pit podcast, you know that. But <laughs> but turn based turn based trivia, you know, it's all good. But I always find myself I'll just grab a bunch of cards, right, Chris, and I'll just start looking at them and just and just having fun, just trying to answer them myself. And this kind of takes away that you got this in this book right here is you can just sit down and just start going through this book and seeing and answering the questions. Um, so I've always loved trivia, whether it be in a game or in a book or whatever. So this is another great way to, to get this. And you won't run out of questions because how many questions are in this book? 1,138 <laughs> questions. Yes. All, there's a, all, hey, look at All that from the original trilogy, right? Correct. Yeah. All from the original Excellent. trilogy. Excellent. Then, so, like, this is the thing. The, I really want everybody to get behind this and support this because obviously the the original trilogy ones uh, are great and everything and and you know I think that we've all got a lot of trivia that we know from the original trilogy, but I want to see this be hugely successful for you so that you can go and you can do the prequel trilogy one, and then the Clone Wars animated series one because the <laughs> prequel trilogy doesn't get enough of this kind of attention. There's tons yeah. of stuff because it's been so like it's been over 30 years for since the the uh, original trilogy that I you know there's there's books there's trivia books there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean one of my favorite books that I have is the uh, the quotable Star Wars which is subtitled I just as soon Qu kiss a wookiee, right? Um, mm -hmm. which is a book that Steve Sansweet put together like like a, over a decade ago of all of the, the memorable quotes from the original trilogy, right? All kind of categorized by character or by, like, s similarities, like, uh, it's not my fault, or uh, I've got a bad feeling about this, stuff like that. So, like, but nobody has ever stopped and gone back to do anything like that for the prequel trilogy that I've been able to find. So I love this concept, not just for for what you're doing with this first one, but for where it's going. So, I mean, right. it, it's, right. uh, it's, it's such a cool thing that uh, 1,138 questions is just, it's perfect because that in and of itself is a trivia tidbit. So yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think that you've got a, a really solid, awesome idea here. 
and uh, and and you're uh, you're you're the right guy to pull it off. I think so. I really want people to get out there and back this and show their support because uh, it's it's definitely a worthwhile thing to to check out. And I mean, it's it's like you say, I uh, it's Kickstarter, so it's not like you're just throwing money at somebody else's success. You are uh, you're you're a you're a part of it because you are like you're saying you're. You're referring to these people as part of the publication team, so like they're they're part of the team, right? Like they, it's your you you owe them for eternity. So that means <laughs> that when you show up to something like Star Wars Celebration or Fan Days, you will have the right to walk up to Chris and at you know at a bar at an after hours event or something like that and be like, "Hey, you owe me a drink, pal." So because <laughs> I was part of your publication team, so. You get that sort of bragging right over other people who just get to read the books, but then you also like you're going to get a copy of the book, right? Yeah. Like, what's what's the what's the lowest that you have to contribute to get a copy of the book? Twenty bucks? Yeah, to get a to get a signed copy of the book is twenty bucks. Like, there you go. So, I mean, come on, it's a it's a it's a no brainer because what would you pay for a book like this in the stores? You probably pay upwards of like. 14 15 16 dollars if you're in canada yeah. the cover price will probably be doubled because canada gets ridiculous with cover prices so i mean you know it's 20 bucks and it, if you're shipping outside the u.s there is an extra ten dollars and i and i absolutely endorse and understand that because you don't want to uh you don't yeah. want to have to pay for international shipping i uh, and right. <laughs> uh, you know, just just off of that base rate that you've got going there. So I'm mean, like, that's the thing. You you've got you, like everything's accounted for in this. You've got uh, twenty dollars gets you your signed copy. Uh, your name's in the book. You you're uh, it, it's getting sent directly to you. You don't got to get off your lazy butt and go to the bookstore to pick it up, right? Like I, I don't know. To me, that's just that just makes sense. I yeah, for that. twenty bucks, you're getting a signed copy, and your name will be in the book. So yeah, yeah, it's a, I love Kickstarter. Uh, there's another website like this called Indiegogo that does the similar sort of idea, and uh, this is this is the thing with with what the internet has done for us as as uh, as a community uh, and as a society as a whole is that it allows those of us who are all into the same things that that you know we think that Star Wars is cool or whatever. Uh, it allows us to to go. Oh, that's a really cool idea that my friend had. I want to support that. Or and then, you know, and then I'm going to tell everybody that I know about it. And you're and like you get into it, and uh, and and it gives you the opportunity to be a part of something, not just not just to be a consumer, right? Not just to walk into the store and have somebody sell something to you, but to be a part of putting that thing together, right? Like a, a part of ensuring that that what you buy is something that you want, you know, like it's sort of, it's the way that things I think are going to go in the future. And for us star Wars fans who are out there doing podcasts and websites and all sorts of stuff like this, I, it's just such an, a great opportunity for us to turn around and support our fellow star Wars fans in these endeavors, because uh, I don't know, I don't know that we get the opportunity to do it enough. I think that they, they, uh, there's definitely a lot of support out there. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you are, you're, you're halfway to your goal essentially 
And uh, I mean, that's it's amazing because it's only 20 people, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's yeah. the thing is you, if you break that down and you think about that, it's only 20 people that mm-hmm. are that are like, yeah, this is a wicked idea that it's got you almost halfway to your $6,000 goal. Like, that's... That's the that's the beauty of it, right? Like that's the beauty of the Star Wars community is that we see a cool idea, uh, and you know we can just we can make it happen. So so I, I implore all of our uh, our frontlines listeners to uh, to jump on Kickstarter and uh, and to check this out. Uh, and and you know what? It, even if you're only gonna pledge a dollar, whatever, man. Like a dollar is a dollar, right? Every every little bit helps. And I know that. A lot of our listeners are probably uh, fa- falling in the younger subset, and they might have to go ask their parents for, uh, you know, a little bit of help putting in a credit card or whatever, what have you. But I, mm-hmm. uh, any contribution at all is a contribution, and it's it's more about sort of speaking up and saying, "Yeah, that's cool. I want to be a part of that," than it is like throwing wads of cash at Chris, although I'm sure he appreciates that too. Oh, of course. <laughs> if you're, while you've got your wallet out, just, you know, make it rain if you, if you would, but make it rain. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, if I could, I wanted to point out what um, the main difference in this book from past trivia books. And yeah, if right. you're geeks like we are, me and Matt and Mike, we have all had our share of Star Wars trivia books. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that st- that makes this book completely different from all of the other ones is these. This book is solely focused on the movies. There will be there are no behind the scenes or expanding universe questions in this book. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where I got really got the idea and the passion to do this book because, like me and Matt have discussed before. You know, yeah, it's great. We can sit down with our Trivial Pursuit game or or whichever particular trivia book we have at the time, and you just sit there and, tr- and t- quiz yourself. But like with me, when I sit down and play with my sister and my nephew or something, I always dominate the game because I know all of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and they don't. Mm-hmm. But, if, but when this book is finished, we can all sit down with this book, and we all three of us will have an equal chance of competing and winning this game because it's a leveling, it's a leveling playing field, in, in my mind. And I love the movie so much, and I've always wanted one. Every time one would come out, I was like, "Oh my gosh, why can't we get one that's just specifically on just the movies?" Yeah. And it finally hit me one day. Well, why not? I'll do it myself. So, <laughs> and as far you got as got something done, you got to do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, and as far as Kickstarter, we have ten days left. This pro- uh, project will end May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. And Kickstarter is funded through Amazon.com payments. So if you have an Amazon account, you're set. Just jump over there like Mike said. Even if it's a dollar, click, 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 you'll be done. And it will not. the way Kickstarter does work is my particular goal is $6,000. You pledge today, and your money will not be your credit card will not be charged until the project is fully funded at 11.59 p.m. on May 31st. Even right. if it pledges before that, it still will not be charged until that end date. And, of course, obviously, if we do not reach the $6,000 goal, nobody gets charged. It's just that simple. Right. You either get the goal, it's either all or nothing. 
You can go yeah. more. You can go higher. I can get 10000 if people want to throw in that kind of money mm-hmm. towards this book, which would be great because every bit will go right into this book and then right on into the next book. So yeah. every little bit, every dollar will count. Every dollar will go towards this book or a future book. Plain and simple. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I just can't wait. I hope this thing – like you said, you know, we talked about this offline, Chris, and it was like, you know how people are. It's just – it's just, you know, I always wait to the last minute. That's just, that's just the way it is nowadays. It's like, oh, yeah, that ends tomorrow. I better pledge. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get a, a big, big uh, hit in the last few days or so, I'm sure. Uh, what is it again? Kickstarter. Actually, you just go to kickstarter.com and Star- you search. Star Wars. And it'll yeah, be, I just search Star Wars. You'll find it, yeah. yeah it'll be the second one that pops up. You have, there'll be two that pops up. You have me and then you have uh, Chris Knox documentary, which he, he is running as well. So I would. Encourage you to jump over and take a look at his as well. But those two right there will pop up and bam, there you go. <laughs> you can also follow on uh, Facebook. I've created a page specifically. This isn't for the Kickstarter specifically, this is for the book series in general. This is where I'll keep up to date with this book, the next book, and the next book is uh, facebook.com slash trivia from a galaxy far, far away. See, it's perfect. All three books have the same name. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different exactly. subtitle. There you go. <laughs> it's a little set. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. It's it's such a great uh, such a great idea, and and uh, you know it's it's so simple to just jump on there and be a part of it. And like I said, uh, it's it's almost at the halfway point, uh, two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars with just twenty backers. So I, there's there's more than twenty people out there that care about this, you know. And and I'll admit, as of right now, I haven't. Uh, I haven't made my contribution, but I w- within the next ten days, I definitely shall be chipping in my part. So there will be twenty-one uh, soon enough. But I know that there's some listeners out there for front lines that uh, they they can that can afford it and that that would want to be a part of this. So I mean, it's it's twenty bucks if you're outside the U.S. Uh, you can add another ten bucks, so even thirty dollars to have your name in the book, get a signed copy. Uh, and then get it shipped straight to your door. It's so simple, and uh, like that's all it takes. But even still, if it's only a dollar, if it's only five bucks or ten bucks, whatever, right? Like it, every little bit helps. So uh, I I implore everybody to jump on there and do that. And if you're uh, if you're Mr. Moneybags out there and you're a fan <laughs> of Frontlines, you have your opportunity to come on the uh, come on the the season premiere episode in the fall for season five season premiere so you know that's out there it's out there and hopefully Sweet. hopefully one of our listeners will take us up on that and will uh jump in and and support uh the trivia from a galaxy far far away in yes. fact i tell you what i will go and have it ready so when this show airs i will actually add in a re- specific reward for that front lines part cool excellent to be right there perfect very good so good. right there all they got to do is you know click the amount pick that reward bam they're in they don't have to even Sweet. do any comment excellent <laughs> so there you go i mean it couldn't be simpler for you guys so i uh, well that's awesome and uh and when when the book is successfully funded because i we're going to be positive on this and say you know if you're halfway there you know the glass is half glass is half full right uh exactly. ten, Ten days is is plenty of time to get the other half of that, and maybe even a little bit more. So when the book is finished 
and it does come out, and we've all got them uh, copies of it, uh, we will do another podcast. We'll have you back on, and we'll we'll talk all about it, and uh, maybe maybe we'll even do a, a trivia battle. And <laughs> like you said, we'll it'll be on the the level playing field. We'll all have to turn on our video. Uh, so that we can make sure that nobody's got the book right in front of them, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll we'll yeah. study up and uh, and and have a trivia battle uh, nice. w- once the book yep. has come out. I could ask the questions and you two can play. Excellent, and we'll find out once and for all which one is the bigger Star Wars fan, me or Matt. Oh gosh, this is not looking good. <laughs> oh man, our last podcast uh, at the Starlight Pit. Jump out, check over uh, episode forty-six, and you'll see how uh, Matt did in uh, our trivia round. We had. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, going against man, just that time stuff, man. It's tough. Give me a give me a turn, and I can answer it, and I'm good to go. You put the pressure on me, I crumble, man, like a stale, you know, well, anyway, crumble like a chip. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that's good. Kickstarter.com, search Star Wars, it's right there. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week, Mike, I guess, huh? Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's that's our May episode. Uh, so we've got June, July, and an August episode right before Star Wars Celebration uh, coming up. But... That doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep your eyes posted on uh, our Facebook page. That's uh, uh, facebook.com slash Clone Wars podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And uh, I want to want to let everybody know that they should be out there and following uh, Star Wars Daily because uh, that is now up yes. and running uh, over at starwarsdaily.com. You can either... Uh, choose to follow us through Tumblr. Uh, you can follow the Twitter account, which is uh, twitter.com slash SWDaily. Or you can follow on Facebook. And you know what? If you're not a Tumblr user, the best way to get the Star Wars Daily content is is through uh, Facebook. So facebook.com slash Daily, And that, like, the, the, the whole purpose of that website is that it's to make sure that you get your daily recommended dose of Star Wars. No muss, no fuss, super easy. Just yeah. here it is. Really uh, great, uh, easy way to get some Star Wars content on a daily basis, on either on your uh, Tumblr dashboard or in your Facebook timeline or on your Twitter account. Uh, you, you'll be hard-pressed to uh, not feel like you are part of the star wars community every single day if you follow star wars daily so uh i suggest everybody jump over and check that out and uh maybe possibly i don't know stay tuned for a podcast that might be related to that not an episode of frontlines the clone wars podcast related to star wars daily but maybe a new podcast whoa uh, oh related to that so Hopefully, between now and August, there won't be just this and the other three episodes before our 100th episode. Uh, and uh, if you're already subscribed to the Frontlines feed through iTunes uh, or through your RSS feed, you probably won't have to worry about keeping up to date with us on that. You'll probably be getting that straight into your iTunes. So uh, stay tuned. 
for that info, follow us on all of our myriad places. If you want to send us some email, uh, we want to do an all email episode, sort of clear out our mailbag a little bit with some older questions that we've gotten and some uh, some not episode specific uh, emails that we've gotten in the past. Uh, we're we're going to hopefully do a whole mailbag episode before we get to episode 100. So uh, send in your mail to mail at clonewarspodcast.com and uh, I, I'd almost guarantee you that you will have it read on the air uh, if you did that within the next, you know, month or so, maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. stay tuned because uh, we're hoping to, I'm just talking to the guys over at Star Wars Report, and hopefully we'll be doing a crossover episode with them uh, in the next month, I think. Cool. So that'll probably be our June episode. So stay tuned. Uh, tons of Clone Wars content uh, as the, you know, we get trailers and and all that sort of stuff starting to come out as well as Star Wars Celebration news uh, and all of that sort of thing. So stay tuned to us and we will see you guys uh, next time. All right, we'll see you next time. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.